You're listening to Value Engine's Magnet Minutes, hosted by Jordan Kemmel, a podcast for investors to tune into the markets and stay informed. Welcome to Magnet Minutes. I'm Jordan Kimmel with an update for January 12th, 2022. For today, I have a special guest on. He's an old colleague and a good friend. It's Corey Holiday, independent risk manager. And Corey, thanks so much for joining us. I'm excited to be here. Thanks, Jordan. Okay, so full disclosure before we get started, I've known you for years. I've been trying to recruit you for years. Uh, (laughs) I think you got one of the best handles on not only the trading side, but the investment side and the psychology side. So uh, let me just kind of couch this by saying, Corey, knowing you personally, I know that you're prepared for everything. And a lot of people like to wing trades. I like it when people are prepared. So share with people uh, what I mean by prepared and what you think of it. Yeah, that's kind of the life of an options trader is we have to be prepared for every situation. And it's kind of the, I mean, the basic mechanism behind why people use options is generally for hedging purposes, for reasons of risk management, where we can essentially create a portfolio or create a position that has less risk than the market in general, but still creates similar upside reward. And so in the options market, you can put on positions that profit as stocks go up, as stocks go sideways, as stocks go down. And then we would have you know, levers to pull mechanisms in place where we would basically hedge if we had our portfolio in one direction and it started to move in the other, we would kind of batten down the hatches, make sure we go through that period, we might lose a little bit of money, but relatively unscathed. And if the market drops 20 and you only go down five or 10, then you capture the rebound, that's going to create huge alpha and outperformance. Right. And so, you know, the point here, you know, Corey, is a lot of people think of, you know, the call buyer, the pure speculator, the wish buyer, if you will. I know that you use uh, options not only for better entry points, you do it to generate some income. And and frankly, I use my model, you know, my Magda model to go long and store long and short common stocks. Uh, I don't really use a lot of options. I learned the word butterfly from you with more more legs than a spider yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's all about optionality for sure and you know the the public probably the majority of the public's experience with options is going to be in the really speculative side um, it's really easy to just go out and buy a call option but actually that's the lowest probability of success it's kind of why a lot of the public might have the wrong opinion about options and think well, options are risky because I've had this experience with them, but really they probably weren't using options the right way. And that's the point is they weren't using options to actually increase their probability of success. They took a huge deduction in their probability of success by the strategies that they were using. Right. And and so, you know, just tailing on that for one second, Corey, I know that because, you know, there's so much leverage opportunity in options People tend to, correct me if I'm wrong, they don't right-size their trade. Uh, they, they end up taking positions that are too big in the option market relative to where they would be in the, in the in a regular market. And then one quick move against them, the time premium, they're crushed, and they learn a yeah. little bit about right-sizing. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so options, I mean, they cost less money, they tie up less capital, and that's a huge benefit if you use them correctly. But to your point, you don't want to missize your positions. And that's where education comes in. Because if I buy a stock, let's say I'm a stock trader. If I buy a stock at $100 per share, I don't expect the stock to go to zero, right? And I, I do have $100 per share at risk, but it's probably not going to go to zero right. in the next month. If I buy an option, it very well might go to zero in the next month. So I would position size it where if I was going to buy the stock at 100 per share and put my stop loss at 95, I've got $5 a risk, 500 bucks. Okay, I position size for that. In the options market, I'd do the same thing where I'd make sure that my max risk is very similar, maybe a $500 or whatever your number is, just as, an, as, as a hypothetical, you'd position size your option trade. So you'd risk a, about the same amount of money. And so that the upside would give you the same amount of money. But to put you know, 10 grand into the stock is not as risky because it's not gonna go to zero. Putting 10 grand into the options, it very well might go to zero and again, that's where education is critical. Right. I know that's that's you know what you've done for years. And I know you have a big following, you know, not only with, with managers, but with individual investors. And and you know what I want to bring up here quickly is that there seems to have been an explosion in the in the interest, excuse my word, the interest on options. You know, and, and it just yeah. seems like everywhere I turn, people are saying to me, hey, I'm take I'm really got interested in options and I'm trading options back in the old days. You know, uh, not everyone did. Why the big interest suddenly in option trading, do you think? Well, I think because of and, and you're right, the popularity has just exploded. And, and part of it is the lower cost of capital requirements. You know, stock tends to be more of an investing side and more of a, you know, it's a great idea and it certainly builds wealth. But to a small person that only has a limited amount of capital, they might look at the options market as an ability to leverage more capital right. with smaller amounts of money. Now, that inherently creates some problems because, again, they might go into the risk side. They need to, to position size things correctly, like you said, so that they're not taking, I mean, anybody that's doubling their money every month is taking way too much risk. You might look at it as well. They doubled their money. It tells me that they're going to blow up at some point, right? They've right. got to have reasonable expectations, but they can use less capital and still generate solid returns doing it in a step-by-step -step manner. And so I think the limited amounts of capital, the ability to leverage some of those things are intriguing for people for sure right right so i want to do something you know i want to bring something up that i learned frankly last year i heard about really for the first time just a little over a year ago there was a, an outsized move being made by an individual stock and and so my friend said that's a gamma squeeze taking place right now and i was like what yeah <laughs> so why don't you explain what what that actually means well, huge institutions use options, and a lot of their strategies are designed for income. Now, the way that they'll do that is in the options market, usually with a stock, you're betting on where it is going. In the options market, you can put on trades betting on where it won't go. Let me say, for example, if a stock were at $100 per share, 
you could put on a trade that will create max profitability as long as it doesn't get to 110 per share or higher. Okay. So your, your trade is not where it's going. It can go sideways. It can go down. It can even go up a little bit and you'll still make your money. You're betting that it won't go above 110. And huge institutions do that often through credit spreads or naked options or things like that. So they're collecting premium, but they're, they have to be mindful of that area they're betting on where it's not going and hedge that area. And so if it is going to the, the wrong area, they get into what's called delta hedging or gamma hedging. Basically, the delta or the probability uh, of it going to that area increases as the stock gets closer. And so they have to start generating hedges to offset the risks that they're taking. And so they're forced in a way to buy the stock because they were betting on it not going to 110. They need to make sure that they have a vehicle that profits as it keeps going above 110 right. to offset their risks. And so it's a little bit complicated, but essentially they'll start buying stock because they're on the wrong side of the trade. And the more institutions are doing that, the more they're buying in like that, the further it drives that stock higher. Or the same thing can happen on the downside. They could have bet against it falling to 90 or lower. And then as it's, as it's flushing to the downside, they've got a short stock to hedge off that risk. And so we do a lot of delta hedging in our, our portfolios. It's a fantastic risk management tool because you're going you're gonna to basically set up a trade where you make money if it goes down sideways, even up a little. You only lose if it goes up a lot. And then if it is going up a lot, you can actually create an offsetting position to reduce your risk as the worst case scenario is happening. So it's kind of, you know, good, good, good. And then even if it goes bad, you can still make it okay. I, I wouldn't say it would become good, but you'll lose a little or break even or maybe even make a little bit if you really hedged really, really well. Right. And so, so Corey, you brought it right back to full circle where I've known you the best. It's all about risk management and Indeed. not losing your money and not blowing up and not making the big mistakes. I think that a lot of early investors make of, of wrong sizing positions. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss this maybe another time, not you, not leaving enough time for an option to work out maybe. Yeah. Um, but I want to say this, Corey, uh, as we grow over here at Value Engine Capital, as my private fund starts, as you know, um, there's always going to be room for Corey Holiday. And <laughs> even though you're not formally involved, uh, I always appreciate you taking my call when well, I um, have some questions. Thank you, Jordan. I'm a big fan of what you do. Maybe we'll find an opportunity to, to work together. I'd love it. I'd love it too, Corey. So, so it's Jordan Kimmel, Magda Minutes, Corey Holiday, one of the best risk managers I know. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you.